This reading is from Matthew, the 22nd chapter, beginning with the first verse. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call all those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, look, I prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed the murderers, burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they had found, both good and the bad, so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe, and he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And the man was speechless. And the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Here ends the reading. So I'm hoping that you're paying enough attention this morning that you notice that there's something different about what I'm doing in front of the camera right now. I'm wearing my mask. And for a lot of people, the mask has become a symbol of all kinds of things. But at the very basic level, it it makes it so that we're a little bit disfigured. You can't quite see who we are with the mask on. It's I've heard people tell stories a lot of, oh my gosh, I saw, I saw, I happened to see a friend of mine, we were at the store, and I hadn't seen the person for a few months because of, because of the pandemic, and I didn't recognize them because they were wearing a mask, and that kept their features hidden. What I find fascinating about that is this. In the Isaiah passage, Isaiah talks about the fact that when the end comes, God will pull back the shroud that keeps us from seeing God clearly, and I would say keeps us from seeing each other clearly. That the shroud, that the blanket, that the the veil, whatever it is, the mask that is between us and between others will be taken away. And we will, for the first time, see each other more clearly, maybe in the way that God sees us. And what is the shroud? Because it's not just these masks that we wear now to protect ourselves and others from spreading this pandemic disease. The shroud that 
descends on all of us in the theological sense really is the notion of sin, the notion of our brokenness, the thing that keeps us from seeing each other truly and rightly and treating each other truly and rightly is our brokenness and our sinfulness. It is our selfishness. It is our self-interest. And we have become so enraptured with ourselves This is nothing new in all of humanity. But we have to call it out again and again because we get so enraptured with ourselves that we forget that the shroud is there. We think that because we're living in our own little bubble and that everything is, you know, okay for us, we have our struggles, we have our this, we have our that, that everything must be okay for everybody else. We, we don't see others clearly because we're so wrapped up in our own little shroud that we can't see beyond ourselves. Or the shroud enables us to look at others but in a very unreal way, just like the mass obscures our full face, the shroud obscures the reality of who other people are for us. We might think of those who have not done as well as us, well, they haven't worked as hard, or there's something wrong with them, or they just need to get it together. The shroud that we have wrapped ourselves in, especially for those of us who have done decently in this society and maybe even better than a lot of others, the shroud that we wrap ourselves in is a denial of the fact that what separates us from the person living on the street is not much at all. And in God, there's nothing that separates us. The person living on the street, the person struggling to make ends meet, the person living with deep brokenness is a child of God just like us, but we like to use that shroud to separate, to divide, to lift ourselves up, to make excuses for the way that we live and move and have our being that serve us and deny what's happening around us. Little separates us from poverty, from hunger, from homelessness. Little separates us from those who we think are other than us, whatever that means for us, whether they are of a different political stripe or a different skin color or a different religion. Whatever it might be, Little separates us from each other, but we take the shroud and we take it as the truth. And that's why, that is why this vision in Isaiah is so powerful. That's why this vision in Isaiah is so powerful is because Isaiah is speaking to those for whom their life has in many ways been taken away. Isaiah is is talking about the fact that they are going to be exiled, that things are going to happen to them that they are not going to be happy about because they have not been following the ways of God. But then he comes back and he starts talking about the vision of what will happen as the people come back in 
to the covenant. I will exalt and I will praise your name, O God. For you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. For you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin. Why he says that is that we think that this is, he's talking against the city-states that hold all the power and conquer peoples and exile them away from their homeland, make them slaves. That all of that will be in a heap because God will stop them from doing those things. People will glorify you. Ruthless nations will fear you, O God. For you have been a refuge to the poor, a refuge to the needy in their distress, a shelter from the rainstorm and a shade from the heat. When the blast of the ruthless was like a winter rainstorm, the noise of aliens like heat in a dry place, you subdued the heat with the shade of clouds, the song of the ruthless was stilled. And then he moves on to the vision on this mountain. The word of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, a rich food filled with marrow, a well-aged wine strained clear And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. And maybe you missed it. On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples. For all peoples. This is something that the Israelites forgot. This is something that Christians forget. Is that this shroud taking down this new covenant that comes into being in Jesus is not just for those of us that look like us or say these words or act in a particular way. It is for all people. The table is open. The table has been open for all people because what happened was as the wedding banquet parable is about is that the people who were called into the covenant basically said, I got shroud business to do. I got to take care of my business, my cow, my wife, my, my farm. I don't have time to come to your banquet because the wedding banquet really is all about the sun coming into his fullness. And so the people for whom the banquet initially was for turned away. The shroud business was too important. They forgot their relationship to the one who created all things, to the king who invited them to this banquet free of charge. And so the king invites everyone because the feast is ready. The meal has been prepared. He throws open the doors and invites the people in. Now, I'm not going to dig into it as far as I'd like to, but this parable is, there's lots of problematic things in this parable, and that's, that's Jesus for you. 
He doesn't just give us neat, tidy little aphorisms that we can go around quoting and feel good about ourselves. Because there are expectations. There is judgment. There is righteousness. And God calls us to those things, and I want to talk about those at a later date. But right now, what I want us to think about is the fact that when Jesus died, one of the stories that is told is that the curtain in the temple, the shroud between the people and God, the Holy of Holies, was ripped in half. That in Jesus now, we can have direct communion with God. We don't need another intercessor. We now have the ability, as we move into relationship with God, to see each other clearly, to be called out of ourselves and out of our sinfulness and out of our brokenness into a way where we see other people. Right now, one of the most amazing things that someone can say is, you see me. Recently, I recorded a podcast with with a woman and she said, you know, I'm a really a recovering perfectionist and my whole family are perfectionists. Like we have to get it right. And for the first time in my life, a few years ago, I, I, got, to, I got to spend four days on the road with my father and I'd worked really hard on this perfectionistic thing. You know, I'd worked really hard just to, to open myself up to grace and to, and, to, and to not be so hard on myself and hard on others. And she said, as we're driving, my father is driving, he turns to me at one point and he says, you know, I think you're the only one in the family who's been able to leave this perfectionistic thing behind. And I'm so proud of you. And she said, he saw me. And that was such a precious moment for me. With the veil torn and the shroud lifted, we can see each other. In this time of pandemic and in this time of social unrest, we are seeing things differently. We are seeing things that are uncomfortable for us because we've been happy with our shroud business. And there are many people who are fighting to put that shroud back in place. But a long time ago, 2,000 years ago, the curtain was ripped. Jesus died and was raised so that we might have a new life and a new sight, so that we might be able to see people and we might be able to invite them to this open table of grace, this foretaste of which we will have in just a moment as we share in this Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, we are called to be those who invite people to the table, who try to see through the shroud that still covers us so that we might work for justice against injustice, that we might work for righteousness against evil, that we might seek to let everyone be seen and be invited to the table. For there is a feast that is to come. And this is our hope that we find in Jesus the Christ. You are invited to the table. Will you come? Amen.